Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1. The IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, announced on Thursday afternoon, December 21st, that they are expanding their war activity to the central Gaza Strip after completing significant operations in the southern and western parts of Gaza City. During operations in Gaza City, IDF soldiers found that terrorists had hidden explosives in dolls and under children's beds, as well as many weapons throughout the western neighborhoods. An IDF statement explained, quote, the operation is intended to establish the operational control of the IDF forces in the center of the Gaza Strip, in the buffer between the north of the Gaza Strip and the central camps. IDF troops have located and destroyed significant terrorist infrastructure and tunnel networks in the Bakshi neighborhood in the southern area of Gaza, Gaza City. Hamas terrorists of the Nizirat Battalion were eliminated and many forms of weaponry were located throughout the area, ranging from rocket launchers to attack motorcycles. On Wednesday, December 20th, the IDF regretfully announced the deaths of three soldiers, as well as the serious injuries of eight soldiers amidst the fighting in northern Gaza, bringing the IDF's ground operation death toll to 137 and 469 since October 7th. Rahman As Hamas terror infrastructure continues to be decimated, including its leadership class, an Arabic-speaking IDF spokesperson remarked in an Arabic interview that four out of the seven commanders of Hamas's Gaza Brigade, the terror group's main force in Gaza, have been elim- eliminated so far in the war. Remaining are the brigade commander and two other battalion commanders. But, he warned, quote, if the remaining commanders do not surrender and lay down their weapons immediately, we will act to arrange a meeting for them with the four eliminated commanders very soon. After a secret temporary one week Ceasefire proposal from Israel for the release of close to 50 hostages was leaked to the media. Hamas and Palestinian terror groups in Gaza officially announced their refusal. Hamas published an official message on Thursday, December 21st, saying that it would no longer carry out any releases before the end of the war, saying, quote, we will only discuss the captives and conclude prisoner exchange agreements after a complete cessation of Israeli aggression and the ceasefire. Israel which had expressed in recent days its desire to reach a new agreement, reacted by affirming that the war would end only when all its objectives had been achieved. Namely, the freeing of the hostages, the complete eradication of Hamas, as well as the surrender of the entirety of the Gaza Strip. The hardening of the position of the terrorist organization, which wants the total withdrawal of the IDF to begin, in order to begin negotiations with a view to a larger agreement, proves the intention of Hamas to ensure its survival by any means. Israel's Shimbet Internal Security Agency announced on Thursday, December 21st, multiple attempts by Iran to covertly recruit Israeli citizens for actions against the state. Under the guise of odd job adverts or catfishing, to name just a few of the thwarted operations, the Shimbet revealed some of the correspondence between Israeli citizens and Iranian security officials, giving one example of a young woman requesting a murder for hire as well as other catfishing attempts on social networks and freelance service websites. Another example was a recording of a conversation between an Iranian agent and an Israeli citizen requesting pictures of a random location in Israel for a payment of $100 or checking up on an address. Some who received such suspicious inquiries avoided responding. 
Others even alerted the Shin Bet or other security officials. Many of these requests seemed unrelated to security or espionage, but were described by the Shin Bet as, quote, definitely servicing the Iranians and enriching their intelligence. The most cynical manipulation was the Iranians' use of hostage issues, trying to incite actions against the real, bereaved families of the fallen and abducted. The Shin Bet stated that it was sharing their findings now, after, after collecting a lot of information about the identities behind the Iranian espionage efforts, and were now taking steps in order to end such operations, saying in a video message sent back to the Iranians, quote, For a long time we have been closely following your empty efforts. We uncovered many of the targets and managed to thwart your plans. All your activities to Israeli citizens, Arabs, and Jews are under the strict control and supervision of the Shin Bet and will be immediately thwarted. We warn you, playing with fire has serious and dangerous consequences. The Shin Bet then issued a press release saying, quote, Since the beginning of the war, it is evident that the activities of the Iranian security forces have greatly intensified making extensive use of the digital space for the purpose of fear, conveying messages of promoting disguised terrorist activity. Its purpose is to help Hamas in its war and to damage Israel's national resilience and war effort, sowing demoralization and creating social rifts. Number two. The South African government on Monday, December 18th, warned that South Africans who are serving in the IDF in Gaza could face prosecution back at home. Over 11,000 South Africans live in Israel, and the foreign ministry stated that it is, quote, gravely concerned by reports that South African citizens are fighting in Gaza, saying that, quote, such action can potentially contribute to the violation of international law and the commission of further international crimes, thus making them liable for prosecution in South Africa. The ministry added that naturalized South African citizens could lose their citizenship for fighting in a war that Pretoria, the capital of South Africa, quote, does not support or agree with, and anyone who wishes to join the IDF must receive legal approval form from the government. Israel recalled its ambassador to South Africa back to Jerusalem last month after the government in Pretoria repeatedly described Israel's campaign in Gaza as, quote, genocide, and has filed a referral to the International Criminal Court, the ICC, against Israel for war crimes. Additionally, a South African minister had the audacity to call upon the ICC to issue an arrest warrant for Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu by mid-December. South Africa recalled all its diplomats from Israel earlier in the month. Number three. Senator John Fetterman, Democrat from Pennsylvania, continues to distance himself from the far left wing of his party, telling the New York Times he no longer considers himself a progressive. The freshman U.S. Senator has angered progressives with his surprising outspoken support for Israel and a secure border in the past few months. Senator Fetterman said he is not interested in his party's, quote, bizarre purity tests. Quote, it's just a place where I'm not, he told the Times. I don't feel like I left the, the label. It's just more that it's left me. Fetterman admitted his strong support for Israel has made him enemies on the far left, saying, what I have found out over the last couple of years is that the right and now the left are hoping that I die. Fetterman, who suffered a stroke in 2022 and was nevertheless elected to Senate, has come under fire from both sides of the aisle for his stances on issues. But now, it's gotten worse amidst his unwavering support for Israel and his unapologetic condemnation for Hamas, whom he holds responsible for the war in Gaza. Acknowledging his position in politics, Fetterman remarked, quote, There are ones that are rooting for another blood clot. 
Referring to both Democrats and Republicans, he said, quote, They have both now been wishing that I die. Fetterman has openly backed Israel's right to defend itself after the October 7th Hamas terror attacks and has even mocked progressive pr protesters, demanding he speak out against Israel's war effort. That's earned him the ire of some of the far-left voices in the party and even former staffers who say they feel betrayed. But Fetterman said his position on Israel has been consistent, saying, quote, I'm not really sure what part of any of this would be a surprise if anyone's been paying attention. I do find it confusing that where the very left progressives in America don't seem to want to support really the only progressive nation in the region that really embraces the same kind of values I would expect we would want as a society. Fetterman has also stood out from his party for wanting stronger immigration policies. In a recent interview with Politico, he chided his party for not engaging on the border issue, saying that he hopes Democrats can understand that it isn't, that it isn't xenophobic to be concerned about the border. Rather, it's a reasonable concern and should at the very least warrant the conversation. Doubling down on his beliefs in an interview with the New York Times, Fetterman remarked, quote, I don't think it's unreasonable to have a secure border. I would never put dreamers in harm's way or support any kind of cruelty or mass expulsion of hundreds of thousands of people, but it's, an, it's a reasonable conversation to talk about the border. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.